because uh, death metal is already for me personally death metal is already uh, su 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 succeeded uh, industry because now you can talk about everything in death metal and uh, I don't find any elites anymore because because for me personally it's interesting to 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 have elites in a genre because you know the balance from elites and the hipsters sometimes it it, it gives a really cool dynamics in the yeah. scene you know because I welcome back to the Headbangers podcast where you host Nathan and Brad here today we're joined by Rio from Pierre Raff how you doing man start off with uh, I'm good. I hope you guys are also good. Uh, yeah, you man, know, Sunday chilling out. Yeah. Yeah. Try <laughs> to uh, promote the new album as much as I can. Also, try to help Yuri that's currently in the war now. And, yeah, and yeah, so man. On. Yeah, we'll get into it all. Um, I want to start off with a little icebreaker first, though. Um, what's your like funniest tour story that you can recall or gig story? Uh, funniest gig stories? Um, uh, with Pura so far, uh, uh, nothing, not nothing really fun in the you know on stage or or something like that. But uh, last February we we, we got a East Java tour in the uh, Java region in Indonesia, where after the gig, the whole of the band members and crews are getting really weird. <laughs> Sickness. We we got a really brutal flu with the you know green saliva and thing like that. Super oh, wow. weird. Yeah, super weird virus for almost one one month. And we are doing good now and try to find as much as geek as we can. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 only the thing I guess because we never get you know this kind of. Sickness. I was. I always find it weird now, like, you know, when like, other sicknesses are spreading around, like, you always think it's just COVID now because that's just the thing, but then there is other things yeah. as well that are, like, going around. Uh, it's so weird. Uh, we weren't think about COVID so far because, uh, we, we, you know, we, we all got vaccine and it's getting better over here. And Good. I think it's just, you know, the funny thing is we, we didn't do touring for a long time, like almost two years, and suddenly we got, uh, you know, a very uh, tight date, and we all just get sick. <laughs> so yeah, we just not used anymore with touring. So I think yeah. that's why, maybe. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, as well, like yeah. one thing I kind of want to ask you is like, what what's the metal scene like in Indonesia at the moment? Like, it, it, you know, what's the, is there any much of like local scenes popping up, everything like that? It's uh. Uh, we would say that our metal scene here is very, you know, huge in quantity, you know. Uh, there is always new bands every week, you know, especially in death metal genre, because, you know, Indonesia is kind of the, the, the death metal mecca or something like that. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's really big and most of people even can, can live from death metal you know like as a full-time death metal musician so it's become a industry at least uh in death metal yeah and now we are expanding to another kind of metal such as black metal is getting big uh not big i mean it's growing now and and so on post metal and things like that so i awesome. guess There's... it's a promising for well, a promising for, for living at least oh yeah uh, yeah is it like um a good sense of like community in the sense um that bands support each other then like you know when you do gigs and you do tours like do you all promote each other and like help each other get bigger or is it like sort of like a more of a competition to see who's the best sort of thing uh uh i think competition is always there in terms of you know innovating the music and create yeah. something new but we do have you know this kind of uh, uh, you know like band founded medias mm. and most of people who's in the who's who's in the band they they, they have kind of uh, you know like fanzine and youtube channel or ba basically it's 
supporting each other, but not kind of, I don't know. I don't find there's, uh, I, I didn't find so far the, the media that, you know, like run by somebody that's not in the band, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like especially metal media that's run by, uh, you know, like uh, people without band. But here, most of band members are running labels, designs, on radio, so I think it's based on, you know, kind of brotherhood thing, you know? Yeah, that's cool uh, to say. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's how it works here. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it, I think it's good to sort of have that sort of basis, like where, you know, like everyone, it, as long as everyone like pumps into like the scene, like, and go, oh, okay, I, I feel like it's good as well to have like a good part of, you know, like healthy competition where it's like each band pushes each other to be better as well. Um, it's, yeah, I feel like it's it's good. It's, I think it's good like to have like a mixture of both like people really like helping each other out, but also being like, yeah, but like when we release something, it's gonna blow your thing out the water, and it's like then it makes you go, ah, but you know, like after that, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point to make our stuff even better than than that, and it's just like a healthy amount of competition just uh, go a long way. I think I think that's you know like like just the basic musicianship, you know. And uh, uh, not in terms of you know, uh, this kind of bad competition, but mo- most most of most of this like you know, uh, you know like try to create something new each other and yeah. you know, uh, co- co- competition in terms of I don't know like you know, bringing something that people never seen before. Yeah. I think uh, but, okay. uh, uh, I'm, uh, actually I want to, to say something uh, like I'm sorry for my approximate English because I'm no, very it's okay. English. So, no, it's yeah. all good. Um, yeah, I want no, to ask you as well case, about in case my answer is not really uh, you know good you, you, you can tell me. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> all good. Man. Worry, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty informal on here and it Neff. Like we don't yeah. it's not too professional, yeah, yeah. so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um I, I do think like um I do think it's good like having that that sort of vibe in, in the zine because like, like I always look at it from like you know like the Florida death battle side of things where you had all these bands that like really, really fucked with each other and really, really wanted like to push each other in, in all sort of ways. And I feel like that's what made like that era of death metal so great was because you just had all these bands come up at once, just trying to oh, one-up yeah. each other, but also like really like, well, like, oh yeah, no, but we love these guys. Like we, we'll take them on tour and, st- and stuff yeah. like that. But at the same time, they were there like, yeah, but how can we one-up their album? And then that band were like, how can we one-up their album? And it's like, it mm. just created this really great, like sort of era obviously in the in the, of, of 90s death metal because of it because everyone would just constantly like really <coughs> really like got on with each other but also at the same time like yeah but how can we how can we like push each other in a way i think it's it's good to have that in a scene yeah i uh, i i i agree with that but uh you know sometimes this kind of thing also you know uh, creates this kind of generic scene you know because mm. Uh, they they just want to play the same thing each other sometimes like uh, for example in Indonesia uh, in terms of death metal or brutal death metal in general they, they they try to play like the you know the old bands what the old bands play you know for example everybody just sound the same like Jasad or other bands that considered as successful yeah. and just you know. So in terms of audio, in terms of music, uh, it's a bit generic some, somehow and a bit boring for me personally. So what they try to give is only the optical thing, you know, like, you know, like cover art or the stage presentation. So, so I, I don't think in terms of competition in music, they are doing something new <laughs> because sometimes... Yeah. It's just sound the same. I mean, I mean, it's cool because there's character of the country itself, just like Florida, like mm. Swedish chainsaw thing, or even this British sound. But for me personally, I would love to have a kind of 
you know, very, <clears throat> what what's to call a very various um, mm. music in the scene, you know. Yeah, Even death yeah. metal can be very various, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to ask about your new album then, because it is really good, to be honest. Um, I see Thank like you. a lot of influence and like, there's like a lot of neoclassical elements, at least that's what I got from it. Like, you know, when you listen to the soundscape, it's very much in depth. It's not just straightforward. Black metal. <coughs> there's also some like symphonic elements thrown in there. Um, what was like the, you know, the process of creating this? Was there any, like, any influences outside of metal that were put in there? Because to me, when I listen to it, it doesn't seem like just metal influence, personally. Uh, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was fun. Actually, actually, if, yeah, yeah, uh, lots of people uh, came up with the uh, neoclassical idea, uh, ideas and stuff like that. Uh, but actually, honestly, I don't really know what, what kind of thing I put in <laughs> because basically it's, you know, everything I write on Pura most of the times always based on, you know, like film scoring and soundtracks you know I'm, I'm i'm really into you know uh watching movies but i pay attention more into the you know background music scoring for example in the in this new album i really you know i was into film noir you know kind of 60s uh nice dark uh movies and you know like uh mediterranean uh, stuff kind of you know guitar acoustic thing so uh yeah just try to put what's stuck in my head into the music without you know like specifically put classical thing or this kind of um you know scales or something i don't know i i have difficulties to tell people about what kind of um music i'm influenced by because most of the time it came up because of movies so <laughs> yeah yeah like film scoring most of the time what would you say then like if you had to put your album as the film score to any movie what would it be and why maybe the godfather maybe nice oh, yeah. <laughs> that'd That's, be a cool i'm a big fan of the the film so but I think if you if you listen to a new album and you and you watch the first Godfather film at the same time, I think you will find the correlation uh, between that. <laughs> nice. Because it's very influenced by the you know Italian music thing, I guess. Yeah. In in you know at the end after after I listen to my own album with my friends and everybody just agree with me like. Hey man, it sounds like mafia movie and thing. Like, so, yeah. it's so it's I guess crazy that you say that. It is, it's crazy that you say that because, um, like, we haven't like really had many bands say, "Oh yeah, I may, mainly focus on film scoring." Like, I think the only other people that we had say it was a uh, uh, Cradle of Filth. A lot of the, what they uh, do, Danny Danny Filth right, writes a lot of, lot of their music, and he actually like has shit tons of, like little like demo tapes of like. Old, I think he has like uh, old vinyl of just movie scores and shit like that. Like he just has, he, he has like a love of like film and also like a love of music, and it just crosses. Um, so it's quite it's quite interesting that he put he sort of pulled that up because I've not really heard many other bands for. Oh, I really I, I enjoy movies a lot, so I, I base it off film scoring. But I think as well that's why that's why your album I think is quite unique because you have the sort of film score element so you're not just like ripping off another black metal band it's like it sounds original because <laughs> you've got these other elements that make it so much more in depth and it's like you know exciting to listen to ah uh, thank you <laughs> uh yeah but <clears throat> for, for me personally i of course i i listen to music but what really you know give me you know like what 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 really turns me on is always you know how how you pay attention to the dynamics in the in the film because you know every scene has its own most emotions and moods and you know the dynamics itself and the motion and then how the music in the background try to give you the the feeling you know through yeah. you know through the optic and to 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 cover the optic you know so, so yeah definitely like it always, it's a tense you know, scene. Stuck in my head. 
Yeah, if yeah. it's like a tense scene in the film and they're playing like happy music behind it, it's gonna ruin that scene. So like Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. True. True. I mean it definitely like I feel like it definitely if you if you're a musician, you should sort of look into that because it's like, ah, oh, I want someone to feel like this when they listen to it. How do movies yeah. actually feel, make like do that that feeling <laughs> as well? Like there's like a, a hidden frequency that's that were hidden in like this old like this French film um in like the night. And it's yeah. it's a frequency you can't hear, but if you it makes you feel uncomfortable, like it does. Oh, yeah. The frequency I, does something I know to you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get it, the idea. I always wondered what would happen if like a death metal band just snuck that like frequency <laughs> in there, like you know, like, in just one song, like you know, like a really intense song, just to make someone be like, what, what's happening? I've always wondered it because I'm like, I reckon that would be yeah. an interesting reaction from people, like. So yeah, I think it is. I think it is also really, really important to sort of base it off of off of that as well, because being able to get emotion through your music is kind of like what yeah. you kind of aim for. Yeah, I wished my cover art even you know moving, <laughs> you know, while you play the music because I try to portray you know, uh, for example, people buy the vinyl of the new album. Yeah, and they just you know play it on the turntable and you know uh, watching the the sleeves you know I want it 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 has some you know this kind of specific specific life you know when when you when you listen to the music so yeah, I was gonna I ask about the cover art actually because it's it's such an amazing piece and I noticed that it's very similar to your previous album like did you use the same guy again because it's just it's nice consistency to see that. You know, yeah. it could almost be like a full picture when you put them both together. So, was it the same guy? Or <laughs> what was the process behind that? Uh, um, Agi Purakusuma is the one who draw all, all the uh, cover art of Pura. Uh, yeah, I I always have really good time with him. But you know, while while discussing about what I want to do, I want and what I want to get in the album. And this guy is very, you know, like, I don't know, it's doing thing with him always flawless because he always translates, uh, you know, my verbal, my verbal output into the, the art very fast, you know. He just do sketch in front of me and show it to me after 15 minutes. And I, I just like, oh, just, just let's just do it, you know. Yeah, he's very flawless. Uh, artists to work with. Oh yeah, I, I, I will always. Yeah, very. I'm sorry. Yeah, because the chemistry between the musician and the, the you know everybody who works behind the album, you know, such an artist and the sessionist, very important. So, I just keep working with him, maybe for the next twenty years or something, because I'm 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 a kind of. Uh, a guy that very hard to work with, you know, like new people. If I don't really find fit to work with, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good to have like as well, like you know, like we've even spoke about it with a with like a couple of our friends that run their own like little studio, like called Sage Bachelor Studios. That they they were talking more in in terms of, like producing as well. Like they said, oh, you know, like it's important like for artists to try to work with like, <laughs> the same people which like because it gives that consistency throughout like you know in terms of, like producing it's like you know like, instead of bouncing around producers stick to that one because that guy will grow with you and will really understand your sound by the end of it yeah. and it's the same with art as well like i feel like that gets neglected as well it's like if you work with one guy after like a couple years of working with each other you get a flow naturally and you'll be like oh okay yeah. You know, he's like, and he he might even listen to some of your tracks and just go, "I've got an idea for the app just off the bat." Um, so I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. important just to to try to work with like the the same people because yeah. it, it does offer a consistency as an artist. Yes, I agree with that because I really, uh, you know, uh, really love to work with. I don't know how how to call this kind of thing. Is it like conservative or something? Yeah. Because yeah, once you get in get get along with uh you know right people behind you or yeah it's just it's just like you know kind of family so it's really cool to to have the right people uh, working with me so 
yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think it it will be yeah, it will be like four years. So, yeah, like you said. Definitely. Um, as well, like on on sort of the subject of the new the new album, like what was like would you say is the big was the biggest challenge while writing it? Uh, the biggest challenge writing the album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, technically, I don't, I don't really find any difficulties anymore because uh, now we find uh, we we found uh, the the structure to work together. Since my drummer lives in Ukraine and uh, me in Indonesia, I just I just write everything completely and send everything to him with you know like all the elements like guitars, bass, and uh, you know strings behind, just like draft. But I try to uh, make it as if it's the completed. Um, uh composition so hmm. when he tries to record uh by himself he he already feel comfortable yeah uh to find this kind of feeling uh this kind of uh structure uh needs very long time actually for me personally because you have to think about what will he feel during the recording before you send all the data to him you know so it's like yeah. thinking about him even before you send everything. So oh, yeah. has it been difficult? Yeah. Uh, has it been difficult having like a member in Ukraine and like has it been tough as a band and obviously as I suppose friends as well, just like dealing with that <coughs> this time. Uh, I mean, these times and this crazy times, or well during the writing. I just turn like obviously what's going on with like Ukraine right now. Has it been like difficult on the band and his friends? Obviously, you having to watch him go through that. Uh, uh, we have so many plans actually for for this year, such as uh, you know, uh, doing video mu- music videos, yeah. and, and the possibilities of touring this summer. Actually, we try to come to Europe, you know, and we have talked already to some agents. To, to get us on the road but this kind of you know this thing happens and uh we cannot really plan anything anymore and we just try to focus on you know uh maybe there's possibilities to uh evacuate him somehow yeah uh but but sadly it's it's not possible so <clears throat> what we can do is try to help him with you know, uh, living support such as, uh, you know, spoons for food and his family thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, so many, just, you know, so many plans uh, cannot cannot be done in the yeah. next month. So we cannot really plan anything after mm-hmm. this happens. So. Is he allowed to leave Ukraine then or is he like forced to stay <laughs> because of the situation? I think he has to stay there. I mean, yeah. I, I found some info about... Yeah, he told me that <clears throat> all the males have to stay there. Yeah. But his yeah, mother yeah, yeah. now currently in Germany. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Because uh, I, I was reading that it's, if anyone's healthy and able, it's basically like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's kind of like you, you've got... you kind of got to serve, haven't you? Because uh, I think one of my one of my friends from work, um, he's got a friend in he's got a friend that was originally from the Ukraine who was he met him because he was studying university in Poland, um, and he got got a text from like I think the day that Russia fi- like finally invaded, uh, um, uh, saying oh, um, then it was basically his friend saying oh I've just literally like got like a call, saying I'm I'm, oh, going, yeah. I'm going back to the Ukraine to fight. It's like all right. Like, he, he went obviously he went. I'm, I, I'm gonna have to go so he just it was crazy it's like hearing that side from someone i work with as well like you know like him saying oh um <laughs> crazy seeing his friend like get that text or that call and being like yeah so, yeah it's time yeah. for me to go uh yeah yeah i mean i mean yuri is a musician what what he wants to do is playing music you know doing concerts yeah. and such but you know, 
I'm glad at least he's not in the battlefield, you know. Yeah, so definitely. He's currently safe in a in in, in some place, like very safe place, like very far from. Get to where you know all, all these things. So <clears throat> I hope there will be solution and it will end soon, you know, because really sorry to the people, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just definitely. it's disrupt disrupted so many people's <coughs> lives. And yeah, it, it just feels like, like yeah, there's been sanctions against Russia and everything like that. But I just don't feel they were as severe as they, sh- they should have been, really. Because, I mean, what what Russia's done to the Ukraine is just flat out disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, literally ruined millions of people's lives just yeah. just from this one act of like one leader just deciding I'm gonna have a big dick measuring contest and just see if I can win. It's it's just disgusting. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah the yeah it always you know all this elite bullshit always you know uh make 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 people suffers only you know since since day one of nation thing blah so yeah it will always happen like that so oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's hope for the best yeah it's it's one of those things it's like it just it's upsetting because it's it's like you know, like the people that are put into control these like of countries and everything like that. Like they've got no regard of like their actions, or like the effect that their actions have on the millions of people that either live in their country or other countries. And it's just, it's, it's just. I feel like it shows like the attitude to that most yeah. like politicians do have sometimes with with this stuff. It's like. Uh, I'm yeah. going to start a war. It's like I don't care about the people that live in my country that that have to yes. be scripted into fighting a war they don't believe in, uh, and I don't and and they just don't care about the people that they're trying to invade, and disrupting that many people's lives, having to, you know, having them flee flee, flee their homes. It's just yeah. it, it's just this entire situation has just been crazy to to see and witness. I didn't think we'd see anything like this in in our lifetime, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. As a lot, as a lot, we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> what what got you into heavier music then? Like, what was the the turning point for you? You know, as a like, I don't know how how young you were when you got into it, but what's the story behind that? Behind the the album itself. Yeah, just just like what got you into like the the heavier side of music. So you know, like black metal, death metal, just heavy metal in general. Like, what were what were you listening to when you were younger? Like, how long has it been? You know, uh, getting into it. Uh, I. I grew up with, um, you know, my, my dad listening to heavy metal, basically. So it came from my parents, and my mom basically a big fan of Scorpions. So it's not really hard for me to access, um, you know, hard music in general. And then in high school, in the high school, I I met lots of cool people who showed me death metal so it was kind of crazy because i never heard you know cancer or benediction and they just came up with tapes and we trade some tapes because i want to listen to death metal and my friend wants to listen to uh you know uh this kind of 90s british music like slow dive yeah. thing you know so so we trade slow dive with cancer so it was cool for me, and after I, you know, I, I I discovered cancer. It, you know, it goes to the more extreme uh, genre like brutal death metal, and I'm stuck there for for almost ten years now in brutal death metal scene, which is I still play along with brutal death bands too. So basically, I'm a brutal death guy, and try to get side project because I love black metal too at the same time. So Pure Up was started as a bedroom side project. I just it's, it's just me and my computer in my bedroom basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I wasn't uh, expected to to have you know this kind of full band. Uh, Form because I I wasn't thinking that the music can be heard 
you know, uh, in the wor worldwide. But actually, it turned out, you know, like lots of people buying it. Lots of people came up and told me that they like it. So I just keep making albums for almost, you know, like eight years now, Yura. And then I met Yuri, this, this drummer, and other friends try to get me on stage, help me on the station, guitar player, and so on. So it's just like, all right, just let's bring this band to, uh, and then let, let, let's bring this project as a band now, like very serious. So yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> What swung you oh, towards yeah. like black metal then? So you said <laughs> that you, you know, you're most like a brutal death kid. Um, what swung you towards like doing black metal instead then? Was it because of what you said earlier on that you felt like brutal death metal in Indonesia was like quite overdone? Like a lot of bands were sort of doing oh, yeah. that. So you wanted to go against the grain? Uh, for me personally, yeah, it, it, uh, I would say it's overdone and I don't really feel that. You know, there there will be a boundary to smash. You know, because for me personally, brutal death metal already found its peak. You know, you can you cannot really yeah. move uh towards the wall anymore. Like for me, it's just done like that. So <clears throat> I don't really personally feel interested to do it anymore. But for me, black metal uh offers me uh wider uh perspective because it has this kind of weird um the uh evolution yeah. if you if if you if you know like like ben such a post black metal thing this black gaze thing you know it it just work with all kinds of music. You, you can you can mix everything into black metal nowadays. So I find it's a good change to to learn about this genre and maybe bring new new thing to my local scene. So uh, there will be you know fresh refreshment. Uh, so it won't it it will not be only this blast beats heavy brutal death only in this country so i guess <clears throat> that's what came up in you know be, be behind my head <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely uh, like yeah. i've always said this to to brad like you know like <coughs> black metal as a as a genre like if you strip it back like it's so it's so malleable in what you can you can put in there like you, you know like you can go oh like it's like uh, bands like Mole, you know, like they've they've and the Imperial yeah. Triumphant, yeah, yeah, they they've put yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, true. They put so many elements into it, and it's like it's become like it's still black metal, but it's somewhat so different at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it, I feel like black metal is just a, a genre where you can just do anything you want to it, and yes. it's gonna work. Yeah, because uh, death metal is already for me personally, death metal is already uh, su su succeeded uh, industry because now you can talk about everything in death metal and uh, I don't find any elites anymore because because for me personally it's interesting to to, to have elites in a genre because you now the balance from elites and the hipsters sometimes it, mm. it, it gives a really cool dynamics in the yeah. scene you know because it, it will always give innovation and uh you know uh inputs to the music itself so that's why i think uh black metal is uh, like boundless or you know no boundary you know like or 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 very boundary but very very fast you know that you have to explore more so it's very interesting to to to, to develop here at least yeah oh yeah definitely because i i, I remember <laughs> when when my, me and my band were, were writing like uh i always i always wanted to put black metal influences in there and we we ended up we ended up doing that and we were like a hard we, we were a hardcore band so when we put like we used a lot of trend picking and we used a lot of more darker sort of themes around it oh uh, yeah it was quite it was quite funny because like 
I was I always joked with them that when like we re- we released our first track, I said like a lot of people were calling us death metal, and I was there like so oh, said, yeah. so we found the answer. It's like when we mixed hardcore with black metal, <laughs> we got death metal, that's, and that's, that's what we were always that's, joking that's cool. about. But yeah, no, it, that, it, it, it that, was that's like, cool. Yeah, it was like one of those things where I was like, I didn't, I, w- I wasn't expecting to like people to like be like, oh yeah, this is death metal, but we're like. No, we're just hardcore kids that listen to black yeah. metal. Like, <laughs> that's not what we're going for. <laughs> it, it, it came out like off breaker, though you know. Mm. Uh, if you if you know off breaker yeah, yeah, from Belgium, yeah, it's just like hardcore kids playing black metal, and it sounds really awesome. So yeah, man. yeah, well, it's like it's it's like full of hell. Like I always I, I always said to him, like you know, like. I've been a massive fan of Full Health for quite a few years, you know, like from when they was a hardcore band to now, now that they're a black metal band. I was, I just said, like, I said I just loved the music that much, and I like, I was there, like, I just want to put black metal in there because I just yeah. like that genre so much. I think that in certain sections it would it helps so much, and I feel like it's good to also have some some filler. Like, if you're not sure what to put in a place, it's like, oh. How about just some trem picking and some just like really relentless drums? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that fits really well. And it's like yeah, it's because it, that using that method, it doesn't feel like you've just kind of come up with something on the spot. Like when you put when you put that there, it's just a good little filler into the next part. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very exciting time to be honest. Like now, like I hate it when people say that metal's dead because to me, like right now, it's the peak time for it. Like there's so many bands that are like they're not going out to be. I'm being this type of genre, like like I'm yeah. gonna lend I'm gonna lend a bit of black metal, a bit of death metal, a bit of this, a bit of that, and like they put it all together, and that's why there's so many interesting albums because like nobody's afraid to really, you know, bring an influence even like outside of metal, oh, yeah. and, you know, just bringing in like if you guys are you've got this sort of like you know neoclassical sound on top, whether it was intentional or not, like it just makes it so much more interesting, and there's like loads of bands that are just you know bringing all these cool elements and just making it massive, like a big soundscape. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, it, it's very interesting that uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Derweg Eine Freiheit from Germany. Yeah. If you if you know the band, uh, their latest album uh, from last year is very diverse to to their previous works because they even have dream pop song in it. So. Oh wow. Yeah, they, they they can still sound very intense and very melancholic, very you know like depressing somehow in some parts, but they still have this kind of you know uplifting ends. And so, so yeah, this the this genre basically evolving. So yeah. that's why it's very very interesting. Well, it's like uh, we've got people like Zio and Ardor coming out as well, where they've. Like I feel like he's pushed the boundaries for black metal as well, like in his most recent one. Because I, I, yeah. I was saying to, I showed my girlfriend, and I said like, I was saying like, it just feel, I said like, there's some parts where his vocals are almost almost like country like vocals. Do you know what I mean like he's got that yeah. sort of gravelly, soft mm. tone in his vocals? Um, I said <laughs> like it will just switch to just this black, absolutely like unreal unrealistic like black metal screen like just like that the spirits mm-hmm. in this song where he switches from english to uh <laughs> to like i, I think it was uh, german like or swiss is oh, like, yeah. he, 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 like he just switches on a dime to that it's like it was just, i feel like when he released the album this year it was like oh how can i like put everything that i can possibly yeah, put? Got, like, even to like, yeah even to like the back yeah. end of the album there's like a really happy like almost pop song when it starts off like yeah you know like wait a minute am i still listening to the same album and it's just it's just crazy seeing like what people have done with black metal and like how they've changed it and molded it and like really put their own influences on what they want to do in there as well you know like you've got now i feel like we've got musicians because of like streaming and everything like that they go yeah i like metal but i also like shoegaze i wonder what happens if i put black metal into shoegaze it's like yeah it's like no, more. Like, it's ha- yeah, yeah, it's happening now. Yeah, shoegaze black metal thing. It weirdly works it's, though as well. Like you know, it, it really it works. Better. It really works because, uh, for, uh, you know, I think it has the same 
atmosphere some, somehow, you know, in terms of, you know, like this aquatic wavy thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic black metal is like aquatic, but in a distortion, but some shoegaze, you know, like, like, you know, for example, my bloody Valentine is very distorted, but have a really nice vocals, you know. It just works like Alcest, you know, and yeah. Death Heaven, you know. So <laughs> it is no. it, it's really interesting. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. Um I feel like, ask um, about go on there. Uh, yeah, I feel like there was like a bit of a transition period. Like I feel like when Black Metal first came out, it was kind of like the the idea of it. How can we like make something that's like the opposite yeah. of how you should write music? Like and then like yeah. after I feel like after it first came out and like people sat on it for a year they went what if we just build it on an atmosphere that the music creates yeah. rather than trying to be like this this rebellious sort of genre and it's i feel like when it went through that sort of transitional period that's when we've started seeing all these bands sort of go out because now it's not about going oh how can i make it just sound like noise and like as bad as possible for people like, want to make know, it sound good now. <laughs> yeah. it's like people are now like yeah but i kind of want my music to sound good and like now everyone's like, oh, but it's more about the atmosphere black metal does. It's yeah. like oh, all about the atmosphere, I think. When you put it on that baseline of just atmosphere, atmosphere is oh, yeah. so broad where you're like, like, well, that could be anything, really. <laughs> I feel like that's why we've seen so many bands do that now. That's what oh, I yeah. get you guys saying. I want to be the black metal godfather, you know, making it the sound score to that. So <laughs> it's it's interesting for sure. Um, I want to ask about like your hobbies and interests then outside of music like what do you get up to what do you enjoy doing in your pastime uh uh cooking maybe <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i try to, uh, i love to try some you know uh, recipes and you know i don't know my my i it, it always end up on you know outside cooking it always end up on the my music table, so I don't really have uh, diverse uh, hobbies outside music because it's always related to music. But uh, now I try to, you know, uh, get new movies maybe because for a long time I don't, I didn't, I, I didn't, I haven't seen any movies sometimes for, for some time. Yeah. So yeah, watch movies and cooking maybe. Yeah, it's, it's an opportunity to do some uh some good marketing and products for PRF. You could do a PRF cooking book. That could be uh, a hint to the waffle nah, meals. I don't know. I found it. I, I find it ridiculous, but maybe in the future, I don't know. It was like a. Oh, yeah. I think there was like a band a couple of years ago that made like a. I think like a joke cooking book that ended up just being mm. the tab book basically. <laughs> it was like it was really interesting. Like how that would be ridiculous, but good idea. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. like it was kind of just like broke down like the riff and like the drum patterns yeah. in it, and it was there like oh this is it. and it was basically like this is how you play the song. <laughs> and it was like oh, yeah, yeah. it's basically it's a cooking book but for music. It's like it's just the tab book. There you go, yeah, cooking <laughs> riffs, kind of Indonesian atmospheric noodle or something. <laughs> I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I feel like um, I mean like it's good that you you're getting into <laughs> movies a lot as well. Like because me and Brad. Are, are quite big movie buffs like we, we like we like watching yeah. um movies as well like it's genuinely i i send brad some like i'll sometimes go on a bit of a rabbit hole and i'm like what's the weirdest movie i can mm. find and I'm like, i'll send brad like a i might have you heard about this movie i think uh, you've been uh, brad you've been doing like watching like old films from childhood haven't you old films, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's it, old films always always turn me on so yeah yeah, no, yeah. I, I think there's something like there's something special about because I feel like now I feel like a lot of new movies, um, as much as I like, you know, like the Marvel movies and all that, but I feel, I feel like oh, it's yeah. had like a weird effect on Hollywood where everyone wants to create like a franchise now. It's like, you know, you don't have oh, yeah. to, you can just create a one off movie and people will enjoy it. Like, uh, man, you know, I, I, I love the first uh, Avengers, Iron Man, but. Nowadays, it's getting too much for me and, you know, all these connections. So I just oh, stopped yeah. stop in, in the early days of Marvel new movies because I found it too much. So, well, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I, 
I grew up with you know Marvel comics, so I love oh, to watch the uh, movie, of course. So, so yeah, but like... nowadays it's getting too you know too messy for me. I cannot follow everything and too much series. So, oh, I just go back to the old movies. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, so it, to be honest, it's 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 different for me because I, I I when I was in high school, I wasn't really like much of a social person. Like. <laughs> I kind of yeah. kept myself to myself. <laughs> and I had like a friend, I had a friend also called Brad, who, you know, he was the one that got me into metal, but like he was also the one that like got me into comics. And me and him would just nerd over old comics all the time. Oh, so like cool. we would just read all these like comic books like as much mm-hmm. as we could. Like I've got a giant fucking collection of them at home, like <laughs> literally like just packed out. And now like when I see them on on like the big on like TV shows and stuff like that, like it, it's been it's been great to see because now like that universe because it's got so much shit in there where they're doing mul- the multiverse mm. and all that and they're like it's like i'm watch it's like i'm watching the comics like because i got used to you know like being yeah, being yeah. a bit confusing from like because if you'd miss like one issue of a comic that won't even a relation to like what you've been reading yeah there'd yeah. be like a part in that way like that doesn't make sense and you'd have to find the comic it were referencing and then you're oh well, that makes sense you had to like make like the background up from just getting two bits of information so i i got so used to that but it's it's had like a negative effect because I've, <laughs> I, I know all that shit about the comics that now every time something new comes out in terms of like marvel or dc all my friends are like so like what's this character about it's like ah just watch the show yeah, it, will, it will be long story to tell yeah like you know There's i have so to many there, like when you explain it like to someone like i was explaining moon Knight to my girlfriend like what's she like so what is moon Knight? and i i, I mm. we're watching like the first episode and i paused it and i was like basically he's a he's possessed by egyptian god he's like marvel's <laughs> version of like batman she went how did he get possessed by an egyptian god like a long story anyway <laughs> i'll say like he's like oh, batman right. in that universe it, the similarities are pretty he's like also a detective he's got multiple personality disorder and i could yeah. instantly just see the interest go from her eyes when she's like i regret asking this question <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, you know uh all this multiverse thing is you know you know like the last spider-man movie i was in cinema and i was blown away of course oh. but for me still it's like what the fuck you know like there's three spider-man you know in the one movie so oh yeah i, 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 I know really... they I, I know they did it in the in the comic but you know in the in the movie i don't i don't know if i if i if i liked it because it's already too too brutal for me, you know. The, all the all the yeah, thing you have to remember, all the thing you have to see, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I, feel like, anyway. it, I feel like that moment in that movie though it was just like <laughs> it was so it was so like there was so much to take in. Like were you there? Like wait yes. a fucking minute, yeah. wait a minute, because like there was yeah, rumors that like they were that. gonna be in it, but like. Obviously, yeah. we didn't really know. I remember when I saw it in the cinema, I, I turned around to my mate. I'm like, I don't think I, I was like, tw- this is like 20 years of my life, like right here. I was like, <laughs> I watched, I watched Tobey Maguire when I was like three years old or some shit like that yeah, in the yeah. cinema with my uncle. I saw all three of those Spider-Man movies in the cinema, and then I was like, as, as a teenager, I saw Andrew <laughs> Garfield in the cinema, and then I, like, yeah. as an adult, I was watching to like you know, like, um, I was watching Tom Holland, and then like to yeah. see them all. In one fucking movie, <laughs> I was there like, "What the fuck?" I was like, yeah, honestly, yeah. I lost, I lost my mind when I saw Andrew yeah. step out that portal. I was like, "Nah." Yes, yes. Nah. Definitely, yeah, definitely was like that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was definitely like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So we are sort of getting to the end point of the interview now. Um. One thing that we like to always end on is, what advice would you give to your younger self, and what advice would you give to a new musician starting out? Oh, shit! It's it's hard actually because I try to not to think about being in the past because yeah, I'm not really really a person that embraces the past. But if I would meet my younger version maybe i don't know maybe do sports <laughs> because because, <laughs> because i don't really do sports of 
sofa and so many problems already in my physics so i would have to tell him to do sports earlier so not too late like now you know been too late actually doing like now and maybe try to be brave with you know the idea you have in in your mind because i wasn't a brave person to 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 share my opinion and things so most of the time i just follow this person i follow this person and end up disappointed so uh yeah now now i know what i would love to do in the past to be a better self so so i think it's not too late to to change it now so yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on um you've made an amazing album um it's nice to see like bands like yourself and uh ethereal shroud and you know imperial triumph and all of these amazing bands oh, yeah. up and just keeping the scene alive like i think black metal has never been more fresh right now um so if you someone's listening make sure you listen to this album because it's fantastic um wish you guys all the best and uh i hope that you come do a uk tour sometime because we'll be there <laughs> thank you so much uh Brad and Nathan, uh, thank you so much for the change and uh, much appreciated. And I, I, I will tell this to Yuri about about the interviews because he would love to know everything we do. <laughs> so yes, thank you so much for listening our album and checking out. So yeah, thank you so much. That's the only yeah. thing I no, can. No, thank you. It's, it's a great album. getting you on. It's it's honestly it's one of my it's it's one of like the best releases I've I've listened to in Blackmail for a while. Yeah. I because oh, I thank I, you, you know, so much. Brad Brad knows like how like I've been. It's hard to like for me to like really get into an album, but I really enjoyed listening to yours. Um, because it, I just thought it was a lot very different. To yeah, refreshing. That's so nice if to I could hear. Took a word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was completely. That's so nice to know. Really, really nice to know. Thank you so much. No, no worries. No. No. Take that and enjoy the rest of your Sunday.